Welcome to the Mile High Podcast. We're your guides through sordid tales of movies, music, and pop culture. Our show is best experienced under the influence of cannabis, so now's your cue to light up. Now remember, drugs are dangerous. Please use responsibly, but do subscribe. And now your hosts, James Thomas and David Hawk. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the season four premiere of the Mile High Podcast. I want to thank everybody for joining us tonight. Uh, It has been quite a while since uh, we've been on and a lot of shit has happened. Uh, Obviously, see, I'm not in my normal studio with my cool backgrounds and shit, but uh, uh, and James is still uh, taking some time off for uh, various reasons. Uh, We're hoping to get him on tonight, but uh, things just didn't work out. Um, but with me tonight, I have, you know, Kim, thank you so much for joining us. This is Kim Neubauer. She's our, one of our favorite people. She uh, has graciously come on at the last second to be my guest host tonight. Uh, Kim, how the hell are you doing? I've been really good. Been working a bunch. Saw a couple shows. I saw a tool. What? Tell me about that. What'd you think of tool? Pardon? What'd you think of tool? Uh, it was really good. I've seen them a couple times, so it was like pretty par for what I expected. But it was they always put on a really good show. I love their music, so um, that is really good. I also saw Murder by Death at the Stanley Hotel, so that was also really cool. Um, I want this is gonna be a, a real hot take here, and it might be a controversial one. Um, I love Tool. I'm, I would say I'm more of a uh, Perfect Circle fan than anything else, right? So I love okay. Perfect Circle, I love Pussifer, I love Tool. I just love everything major. Um, however, Tool was probably the most disappointing concert I have ever been to. And I will tell you why. Um, we bought tickets uh, to go see Tool and we got them scalped. And so we were paying out the ass for them and um, we went down there, like I'm a huge Tool fan and I've been a Tool fan ever since Undertow came out, um, like any you know, other Gen X kid like myself. Um, you know, my favorite song was Sober and all I wanted to see was them fucking play Sober. Um, I had never seen a, a Tool show. So for those of you who do not know anything about Tool or Maynard, um, Maynard's a weird fucking dude, like a real weird fucking dude. Um, and when he was playing at the show, we went down to Colorado Springs and uh, he was singing, right? But you didn't see him anywhere. He was nowhere. And then the only time you got to see him was when the, the lights went to blacklight and he was behind Danny Carey, the drummer. And he's doing, he's like fucking waving around and shit and like writhing around. And then the lights would go back on and then he was gone. He was wearing like a full yeah. black suit with just like, you know, swirls of paint on it or whatnot. And then they didn't fucking play sober. I was so bummed out. You didn't see him whatsoever. And then when he got on, like, you didn't get to see him. They didn't play the sober. So uh, I will say that was the, probably the most disappointing uh, concert I've ever been to, which is weird. And their opening act was this band called Meshuga, which I really like. They're like Love European that. Pantera. Yeah. Um, so that's my hot take. Uh, what did you think? Was Maynard all weird? 
Maynard's always weird. He dances. I've heard that he dances in the background of Tool because he wants you to focus on the musicianship of his band. Yeah, there's a lot of different things. True. They say. But I don't know if that's true or not. Um, every show I've ever seen, he's in the background. He's not like on. He's not really on stage. This time he was present a little bit, but he was like climbing stairs in the background the whole time, just pacing like a jungle animal. So. I, <laughs> Well, what's funny is that, um, like, he does the same thing for a perfect circle. He does the same thing for Pussifer, um, where he's just weird and, like, you don't get to see him. Uh, when I saw him uh, with a perfect circle uh, the first time, he was behind this, like, he had this, like, long black hair. Like, and he covered himself the whole time, and he, the microphone was held up underneath the hair, and then he hits this one part of one song, the very last song of the night. He hits this one note and he fucking rips his hair off and he's bald the whole fucking time. He's just hiding behind this crazy wig the whole time. Yeah. Uh, and then I saw him at Red Rocks and he was behind a tree. So he literally, like, there's a big tree on stage and he was behind <laughs> the tree singing. So he's weird. He's very talented. Uh, his wine is fantastic. I don't know if you've ever tried uh, Catechus Cellar's wine. I highly recommend it if you have not. Um, but uh, yeah, weird. Rainer's a weird dude. Uh, what were the other shows that you got to see? Um, I saw Murder by Death at the Stanley Hotel. Uh, you were saying that. Tell me about. I don't know anything about Murder by Death. So tell uh, me about that. Like folksy rock, countryish indie music. Uh, they're really good. Um, but they play a special show every year at the stanley hotel which is where the shining was filmed so like you get the, and they make you dress up all fancy like it was, it was fun i like dressing up fancy like good that's fun uh i mean this is my usual version of fancy but this was actual fancy where i like wore a dress you are fancy um did you actually stay at the stanley or did you just go up there for the show the we show. just drove up there for the show oh yeah, Stanley, very haunted place, very haunted place. Uh, David, have you stayed up at Stanley before? Let me, inter- first of all, before I you answer that question, with who the person who needs no introduction here, we want to welcome back to the show uh, our favorite our favorite dimples in all of America, uh, Chef David Bonderchuk. Welcome back to the show. Thank you for joining us. Uh, have you been up to Stanley before? Oh, absolutely. I've actually catered there a few times. They allow me to bring my desserts and cupcakes up there. Did I ever tell you about the time that I had a nightmare at the Shining Hotel? Oh, please do. Oh, my God, Dave. (laughs) So I'm catering this wedding. And up at the Stanley Hotel, they have like these like carriage houses that aren't necessarily attached to the hotel, but they're old. And I think they were allowed to be built uh within a like a distance because the stanley hotel is considered like a historical site or a Uh. historical historical building landmark whatever so anyway so these carriage houses they don't have air conditioning just like the stanley hotel and this bride wanted me to set up the cupcakes in this huge bay window of this like little carriage house and the buttercream was melting off the cupcakes in july dave (laughs) 
Thank God for yeah. the staff at the Stanley Hotel that was working the catering. They ran and got me sheet trays. We rushed the cupcakes to the walk-in. I repiped a few that were on the back that were just nasty, and I made it work. But it was a total nightmare for like 30 minutes. I'm like, I'm ruined. This is <laughs> the end of me. I ruined this woman's wedding. That's my was- nightmare at the Stanley Hotel. <laughs> I thought cool. you were talking about like a real nightmare, but that's that's a- Horrific. Real nightmare. Excuse me. Maybe not to you, but that's a real nightmare for I. Thank you. (laughs) Daymare. Yeah, yeah, daymare. Um, how you been, Dave? I have been doing really well. Um uh catering is still like not where it was, but it is starting to come back. I'm currently like 15% of what I used to do. So that's better than zero. Yeah. Hey, I love that positivity. Uh, my mom loves your dimples as well. I want to add. Um, so if you guys, whoever is watching, thank you guys all for watching. Make sure you guys uh, comment. We have a, a lot of questions for Mr. Chef David here. Um, uh, are you doing the, the food truck at all this summer or the spring? You know, I lost my ass with that. So I'm going to sell the food truck and refinish the basement. <laughs> fair enough. That's fair Is enough. that crazy? Yeah. No, I, I, I thought your it. food truck was great, but you know, you got to do what you got to do, my friend. Yeah, uh, what else have you been I, up to? Profitable. Um, yeah. So um, I've been filling in a lot for Kathy on the show. She, her leg. Uh, I've done two full episodes of the Kathy J show. Um, and, uh, I'm so blessed that she's allowed me like that platform to just do what I love to do, you know? So, um, it was really an honor. So, uh, that's all that's going on. Um, Dave, I finished the cookbook. I sent it to the editor. Oh my gosh. This is your second cookbook. Yeah. The second cookbook is finally gone. Oh, thank God. Oh, if I don't get too many edits, I should say that I did send it to the editor. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've just been trying trying to knock things out. Yeah. Send it to the, yeah, I, I, I am in the same boat that you are. I, uh, am just about done with the edits of my, my latest book, the, my latest race through space book. And it's a process, man. The whole fucking from the first word you put on to the time that you send it off to your editor. It's a huge fucking process. Um, I, you know, my book has taken me about six months here, but I can imagine it's probably taking you a lot longer than that just to get your, uh, all your recipes perfected and everything and written up. And, uh, how long I, have you been working on that? I really, well, this is this basically the second half of the first book. So, but I had all the photos and stuff done for the first book and I was really just working on this. So once I got the first half out, it took me four years to finish the second Ooh. half. Yeah. Wow. And you're almost done. You're on the the back end, brother. I hope to God I'm almost done. Yeah. David's uh, first book is uh, like an encyclopedia of cooking, and it's very thick, very heavy. That's what she said. Hey. (laughs) Uh, That's funny. Um, So that's awesome, dude. Congratulations on that. Uh, That's a huge accomplishment, Um, especially getting your your name out there in the, the cooking world. It's so saturated they need more personalities like you i think you are a lot of you bring a fun personality to cooking so well thank uh, you for having me on tonight dave it's my honor thank you yeah uh, unfortunately we were supposed to have nicole on uh life gets in the way she got called into work um so unfortunately we won't, we won't have nicole on but 
I will tell you that we are working on a show where Nicole is going to host. And uh, so we're going to look for that here on Trek Pacific. Um, you know, next thing's next. You know, we always talk about what we've been watching. So I'm going to go the reverse way. Uh, David, what have you been watching? Um, so today I just watched that new um, Resident Evil reboot, The Raccoon City. Have you, do you, have you watched any of the Resident Evils? I watched one. It was bad enough to where I'll never watch another one. Oh my God, I love the Resident Evil yeah. movies, but <laughs> this one was really bad. Yeah. I didn't enjoy it at all. So uh, I, I watched that movie today and I don't normally watch movies. Um, I never watched Game of Thrones and I'm in now season two, episode five. So wow. I've been watching Game of Thrones. That's funny. Nice. What do you think so far? Behind the, I'm always behind the 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 times on that. I just don't have time to like stay at the water cooler, you know. I don't right. know. I totally, I totally understand it, man. There, this is the thing about TV nowadays, and I, James and I have talked about this at length before. There is just so much shit out there to watch. Like when we were growing up, we had cable. We were there at the invent of cable. Um, and we had, you know, all these cable channels and then we had the regular networks. And so, like, I grew up watching Friends and Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and fucking Seinfeld and Cheers and all shit. Now there is just so much stuff with all these different streaming services. Some of the best shows that I have seen ever have been on Apple Plus. Nobody has that fucking Apple Plus. It's like one of the <laughs> ones that nobody has. But they have, like, some of the best shows I've ever watched in my entire life are on fucking Apple Plus. I mean, and there's just so much stuff out there. So it's like, have you seen this? No. Have you seen this? No. Do you have time for any of this? No. There's just not right. enough hours in the day to consume all of the great stuff that's coming out there. So but I know you're watching the new uh, Sex in the City reboot, aren't you? Oh, yes. I did watch that. And uh, that was intense. Um, it, it's, uh, it's called And Just Like That. And it's basically just a continuating story line. And I thought it was really, really well done, even though it was painful. So if you haven't watched it and you're not into the season, you're probably not going to have the same emotional attachment I do. <laughs> but nonetheless, uh, yes, I did. I have been watching that. So you recommend it is a good you know. If you're a fan of the show, absolutely. If you really don't care, I guess keep it moving. Keep it moving. That's David Druckmann. <laughs> uh, what are you watching, Kim? Um, I actually have been watching stuff just for you. So I watched Archive 80 on it in its entirety. Ooh, how was that? Um, that was so good. So That's good. on Netflix, correct? Netflix thing. But I guess based on a podcast... Is it like a true, it's a um, found footage show, right? Uh, yeah, it's like a found footage show. I mean, obviously it's not, it's fake, but it like felt real enough that I was like, oh man, that's scary. That's really scary. I had nightmares about it. I'm going to be real. Nice. That's always good. That is good. Uh, what else are you watching? Wait a minute. Uh, I, I, I know this girl. Pardon? What? I know you. Well, she's been on the show before. So. We had a show together. Yeah, I know you. <laughs> and then, um, wow, the edibles are really nice. kicking in, David. 
Dave, I've been literally sitting here at this desk waiting for you to call me back. And then I looked down at my phone and you would text me twice, get on the show. (laughs) You're the best, David. I love you. Amazing. Um, The Good Place. I know everybody else already watched that, but it's really good. I didn't realize that that's the guy from Cheers. That's Ted Danson. Yeah, National Treasure. Ted Danson's great. I'm not Ted Danson. I'm Chef David. <laughs> well, you're you're not you're a national treasure in training. How's that? You're oh. next in line. We've already lost Betty White and it got oh transferred down to Ted Danson. And there's a, like oh. probably 15 or 20 other people, and then there's you. But you're definitely in line. You're like Prince Harry. You know, you'll eventually <laughs> enough people die, you will become American treasure. I think you're well on your way. Right, you're putting in work. We're trying. We're trying, uh, darling. My mom says that you're Colorado's treasure, so there you go. My, my mom loves you. you are, my mom, if, if we had our way, like, you, my mom would adopt you. We, like, be brothers. She has. She's like my mother. I love her. Everybody loves my mom. My mom's everybody's mom. You know, there's a, there's a, a few people in everybody's family who's, like, this is like the one lit woman who's like, oh, everybody loves her. All the kids love her. All the grandkids love her. That's my mom. My mom, everybody loves her. So shout out to my mom, who's like literally downstairs listening to the show. So hi, mom. That's awesome. Um, it's her smile. What, episode, uh, what season are you on, Kim? What season um, are you on? I think I just started season three. So no spoilers okay. ever. Did but- you watch the, uh, is that, have you seen the trolley episode yet? Yes. The trolley experiment. Yeah. Okay. It's great. Talk about one of the best season or best episodes of television. The trolley episode, the good place. It's It's amazing. Yeah, Yeah. it's great. Um, uh, so Michael Schur, the guy who created the good place, and also was a writer, and the guy who played Moe's on The Office, uh, who came up with Parks and Rec and helped create Brooklyn Nine Nine. He came up with Good Place, and he started with like you know just a general philosophy like what is good versus bad and then he started researching different philosophies uh different philosophers as well um he just like learned like got all this philosophical knowledge and he just recently put out a book um and i will find it because i have weed brain and i don't ever fucking remember any of the shit um (laughs) so bear with me he just put out a a great book and here it is how to be perfect and it's basically a comedian's way of like how do you be good in today's society what is being good what is um like we'll take all the life's like philosophical questions and like kind of translate them into today and it makes philosophy very very tenable um you know he makes it really funny it's not dry um if you get the audiobook you have people like the guy who played Chidi, you have Ted Danson, you have um, all you have all these different people. Um, the guy who the lady who played Eleanor, um, she comes on like they all do parts in the book. Uh, the oh. guy who plays Jason, he comes on. He he's great on his voiceover. He does great job. Um, awesome. So I definitely recommend How to Be Perfect by Michael Shore. Um, uh, and I have to go back to Good Place. Janet is like one of my favorite characters of all time. Not a human. Janet. Janet. Oh yeah. Have you ever yeah. seen Good Place, David? No, I have not. See, this is, again, this goes back to my point. You see how the whole fucking comes back as a circle? The Good There's Place so is one of the content. best sitcoms ever created. 
and it's perfect because it's only like four or five seasons. There's not a flaw in it. Um, and you haven't seen it. And it and there's just too much other shit out there. But I'd highly recommend going to see The Good Place. So um, let's see. Uh, what else? Anything else? Any movies that you guys have seen? Um, I restarted Doctor Who from the very beginning. And since I've seen it in, well, I've seen it all the way through. Like I've been watching it since the reboot. Um, but I'm like picking up on all the Easter eggs. So that's exciting. That's fun. I like How many it. seasons are there? There's like 85 seasons, aren't there? One million and 73. That is a lot of seasons. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. The, um, Rob Robert is catching the last two episodes of Yellowstone, which made my mom very happy because she just recently watched uh, Yellowstone. And uh, yeah, she is fucking crazy about Yellowstone. So uh, Rob Robert, you found a new friend. You have a new mom, Rob. Congratulations. You just have a new mom. Um, let's see. Uh, I always have a lot of shit. I end up watching so much stuff um, that I always like to go last. So um, I have... I restarted watching Pushing Daisies. Um, if you guys have not heard about this show, it was like 2010-ish, maybe a little bit earlier. It's about a guy who um, he can bring people back to life, but if they stay alive for more than 60 seconds, then somebody else will die in its place. But if he touches you again, then you die again and you die forever. And it's it's actually a kind of a funny kind of... Um, like a, a mystery kind of show because you know he what he did he uses his powers him and a pi they find murder victims he touches them they come back to life they figure out who killed them and then they he kills them again and then they collect the reward when they um go and and find out who did it and it was two it was two and a half seasons before it got canceled but if you like tim burton or barry stonefeld this is a perfect fucking show for you. It's colorful. It's bright. It's funny. It's very, very unique. It's very sweet. Um, they have a lot of great people that are in it. Uh, the lead uh, actor is Lee Pace, who played Ronan from uh, all the Marvel movies. The Conqueror guy, the guy who helped Thanos conquer the universe. Um, he's in it. He's the main guy. Um, it's just a great show. So the only problem is that it got canceled halfway through the second season. And it gets canceled on a very big cliffhanger. So you're watching this whole show and then it just, it falls off the cliff and you have no resolution whatsoever. So I recommend watching the show, even though you're going in, just knowing that uh, it's going to be a cliffhanger that you'll never have resolved. <laughs> David, you love it. I can tell, I can see on your face that you're all about that. Why put my, like, life is already full of such disappointment, <laughs> Why do we have it, to suffer through that? The show is worth it. It, it is uh, absolutely. I'm sure it's worth a great it. show, but then it's like a big letdown. I don't know. <laughs> I, I you know what I mean? Kind of all. Thanks for the spoiler alert, Dave. I I don't want you guys to like go into it and like that's it. Like what the fuck? Right. Like what's going to happen? I want to at least you know give you a Was warning. Was it Chenoweth in that show? She is in that show. Okay, I have seen this show show is great it is great i highly recommend it. it's on hbo max um barry sonnefeld who was one of the creators of pushing daisies also created another fantastic show oddly enough on apple plus called schmigadoon where um keegan michael key and cecily strong from snl they're like these uh, this couple that they're always fighting always you know they don't know if they actually love each other or not 
and they go on to this couple's retreat. And when they're walking through the woods, they come across this bridge that takes them to this town called Schmegadoon, which is they're perpetually in a musical, like a, like a 1930s, 1940 era uh, musical, like Oklahoma, but they can't get out. So they get trapped in this town and they get, they get trapped in this musical. Um, so it has Kristen Chenoweth with again, has a lot of great people. It's very, very good. Nobody's ever seen it. Nobody's ever heard of it because it's on Apple Plus and nobody fucking gets <laughs> Apple Plus. So uh, I highly recommend that. Um, I saw a couple movies that I highly recommend. Uh, the first one is called The Dark House. Uh, I'm a huge horror fan and I'm a, also a really big uh, haunted house fan. And The Dark House was a, a really, really good ghost movie, really good haunted house movie. I highly recommend that one. Uh, I'm getting the your connection is unstable, so I apologize if I sound like shit. Um, the other one is uh, Nightmare Alley by Guillermo del Toro. This one is readily available. You can go onto Hulu and check it out. It's a noir carnival flick with uh, Bradley Cooper as a star, and Ooh. it's just like this weird noir movie by Guillermo del Toro. It's very suspenseful. Um, I won't say too much about it because i really highly recommend that you go and check it out especially since you can see it on hulu and it just like the last like 45 minutes of this movie just it takes this movie from like really good to awesome but then you let the movie simmer in your brain for a day and you're like that movie went from awesome to fucking amazing so i highly recommend going to see nightmare alley uh, i saw it in the theaters which was really cool um but you can see it at hulu so you don't have to pay the 150 dollars to get your popcorn and your soda those are my two. Um, I also I'm kind of starting to watch Studio Ghibli movies, so I went and saw Princess Mano, which was pretty cool. Saw it in the theater. That's pretty fun. So that's pretty much all I've been watching. Um, let's see what else do we do here. Oh yeah, we're a weed show, so we might as well give some love to our local weed dispensaries. Um, Kim, are you still smoking your own stash? Um, a little here and there, but mostly I'm smoking stuff from the house center. What do you, what's the uh, string? Today we're smoking OGKB Star Dog. Star Dog. And Dave, are you, I'm assuming you're on edibles. Uh, what edibles are you uh, consuming? I love the wilds. They remind me of like French pot de free and they're like so good. Nice. Yeah, I uh, because of my living situation, I uh, choose not to smoke flour in the room. So I am consuming a really nice, uh, it's a fucking sativa hash from uh, Mountain Select. Uh, Mountain Select makes really really great pure uh, concentrates. So I highly recommend them. Uh, definitely get their shit, but don't go to Lobo. Fuck Lobo. Sorry, that's a that's a personal vendetta of mine. Um, so the whole reason why we're here. Uh, we're talking about cooking with cannabis. Uh, I'm turning this into an Ask the Expert episode because I cannot think of somebody who utilizes cannabis in food better than my friend down below me, uh, David Bondarchuk. And uh, David and I were at this event, this it's like Denver Dabbing Festival um, over the summer. And it was, you know, we had all the Denver, uh, the, the dabbing companies like hawking their wares, but David brought like a fucking amazing edible these uh baked goods and david fucking stole the show people were fucking going absolutely crazy over david's baked goods um i was really like 
knowing David for a really long time, like I was so proud of him because like, you know, this is, you know, just seeing him fucking in his element, people loving on his shit. Uh, it was one of the, it was a really cool thing. Um, so, and I know David has a passion for cannabis and putting cannabis into food. And so we're going to ask him some questions about, you know, his process. And if you guys in the comments, if you have any questions, you know, throw them up here and I'll let David know. Um, but first of all, like, you know, tell me how you were able to dial in your recipe for those. You had like a cheesecake, you had like uh, another cupcake. Like, how did you dial in? Because I, I, when I say people were fucking going shit, like ape shit for his like cookie or his uh, baked goods. I mean, like there were women that were fucking throwing them into a purse, like filling up their purses with his shit. And then they're like, and they were low dosage too. So they're like, you know, one and a half grams and they got so fucking high off of shit. They ate so many that people are just fucking floating all over. I mean, so uh, tell me about that process, bro. Dave, it's not that amazing. They were high as fuck. They had the munchies. <laughs> well, you're the one that got them that high. No. Yo, you, yeah. Um, so my uh, line of edibles is um, edibles from scratch. Um, and I specialize in low dose um, dessert bites. So you can eat the entire dessert bite and it's only between two and three milligrams for the entire bite, not just a single yeah. bite, but for the whole dessert. And so um, that's kind of where um, I went with it. So, um, yeah. Did I answer your question, Dave? What did you say? I asked how you came up with the recipe and like how you got it dialed in. Oh, okay. It was, oh, it was, uh, it was a and you actually talked about your stuff. So that's kind of where I was going with it. But well, like, who can do it better, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So, okay. So my process was. Um, I used to be the pastry chef for Punchbowl Social in uh, Stapleton and also the Denver location. Um, I would deliver the desserts um, from scratch where I bake in my kitchens um, to their kitchens daily for their events and for their in-store. So what I did was I took my Food Network award-winning uh, recipes that I featured on the baking shows I were on. Um, and I, uh, divided them out and created mini bites instead of big cakes or big treats. And through that process, um, I just cut in half my half can of butter to my recipe. So if a recipe called for two sticks of butter, I would put one stick of can of butter in and one stick of regular butter in to dilute the, the, potency does that make sense yeah mm -hmm. um tell me about this can of butter so this is one of my frustrations it used to be one of my frustrations like back in the day like everybody's coming out with edibles but they all tasted horrible they just tasted like straight up weed with a little bit of chocolate you couldn't taste any weed in your pastries like whatsoever they tasted like fucking cream cheese muffins or cream cheese um coffee or cakes and shit how did you get that so you don't taste that weed like some of these other edibles do? So I buy the best buds and I roast those off. I don't do shake. I don't do popcorn. I don't do trim. Like I get premium buds, break them up, bake them up. <coughs> um, and so it's called something else, but when I do it, I call it blooming. So I have to bloom the buds 
when I bake them off. I call it blooming, but I know I know in the culinary world they call it something else, but I have my own lingo, I guess. Well, what is so what's involved the in blooming? Pardon? What's involved in blooming your buds? So I I break the buds. They're really tight clusters and I break them up. Um my, one of my favorite buds to actually get is called Skittles. I like yeah. love that brand. So you just break the bud up and I do it on a parchment lined baking sheet, like one inch rim. And you just spread it all out to an even layer and you bake that off on a really low temperature. Um, I think it's 300, but it's got to bake for a while. And so I bake them off for about 40 minutes. And then every 10 minutes, I start to toss them with a bamboo spoon until they're golden brown and crunchy like croutons. Does that make sense? You want all of that moisture out of the buds. You want them absolutely crisp. And uh, then when, uh, when you, uh, when you start to like roast them or whatever like that, do you lose any of the, um, like the cannabinoids or anything like that? Or like they melt on no. your parchment? No, it enhances them, Dave. That's what I mean by blooming it. So now you've got these dried buds and they're more, um, it's kind of like fermenting, like, you know, the orchid things, you know, you, 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 you they ferment and then they become the vanilla beans. Okay. Mm -hmm. You have to bake them off and you have to dry them out and it um, increases the, the potency. And it, and it, well, it actually enacts the THC. That's what mm -hmm. enacts it. If you don't do that right, you're not, you're going to have a really, really weak product. That's called yeah. decarboxylation. And it's because the plant in its raw form is in THCA. And so when we smoke the flower, it decarboxylates it and turns it into Delta nine, which is what gets us high. And so if you don't do the process of blooming it, which David is describing, uh, the process of baking it regularly won't decarboxylate it enough to have your product be potent. Correct. So I do, let me think, um, when I make a batch, it's two pounds of butter for a half ounce, I think. So I do, I'll bake off a half ounce of buds and then it's two pounds of butter, which is eight sticks if you're getting the quarters, but it's two pounds. Um, so after that's baked off, I boil my can of butter. Um, I boil the buds in there and then I, and then I strain the butter. I do not do um, a, a a bouquet garni. I I do not I do not make a like a tea sachet for my butter. But when I make my honey, I do do it like a can of uh, sachet. I and um, yeah. So I do it the opposite when I make honey than when I make butter. Am I making sense? I'm rambling, absolutely. Dave. No, no, no. Uh, makes sense. Yeah, it absolutely makes sense. Uh, so you want to like, we have Kim on the show, by the way, because she can fucking jump in and talk about all the science behind weed. So thank you for doing that. Yeah, yes. so THC isn't psychoactive or THCA isn't psychoactive. So yeah. I, I know what happens to the product when I like process it and I know what's happening. She's explaining it from a scientific level. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I didn't even you make cannabis uh, laced honey. 
Is that, is that what you yes, said? But that process is different. So you're going to, I boil the buds in my butter and I do that. When I'm making the, the cannabis honey, um, you know, those little tiny little crocks, like maybe like it almost looks like your mom or your grandma's like potpourri thing mm -hmm. in the 90s. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Those yeah. little crocks. It's like, it, it, I think it's only a two cupper. I get the Colorado honey, like the ambrosia. And I, I put that in the crock, like a whole bottle. I think it's a 12 ounce. It might be a 16, but I think it's a 12 because it doesn't quite fill the two ounce thing. And I make a sachet of my bloomed, uh, crushed up uh, pot buds that I've bloomed already. And you, you have to let it soak for eight hours. The butter on the stove doesn't go for eight hours. The butter on the stove really just kind of simmers for... Oh, well, and you got the water and everything, and that's what makes the butter rise and clarify. To, oh, you have to clarify. You have to add the water, too, because yeah. that clarifies your can of butter. It takes away that taste, Dave, that you were talking about. You can't taste it. You're clarifying it. So the THC gets trapped in the fat, and the flavor gets trapped in the water. Does that make sense? Absolutely. This okay, is why so we have you on. This is why you're our expert about okay. this. So yes, that's how you. So that's how you reduce the taste. Why am I giving all my secrets away? Are there supposed to be questions here, Dave? I'm asking you the questions, and you're just you're going on with very detailed answers. And I hope people are taking notes because this is some great fucking information here. Um, <laughs> what other stuff are you cooking with cannabis? Are you doing savory stuff as well? You know what? I haven't dived too much into that, but because with either the butter or the honey, I can pretty much make anything, you know, the cornbread, my, you know, olive oil cake with a honey drizzle, you know, um, with the butter, I, it goes in the baked goods. So I'm more, I guess, paste, pastry cannabis. I'm a pastry cannabis chef. There you go. Yeah. That's a <laughs> very long title on your business card, but uh, it makes Officially. Sense. Official. <laughs> Official, the United States official pastry chef, cannabis, cannabis pastry chef, Chef David Dunn. Um, I had a great question and I totally spaced it. Um, it would, it would have been an epic question. It would have like sent us out of the night. Um, what other, uh, I, here's my question. Uh, so you are obviously trying to get a business off a cannabis business off the ground Colorado cannabis is heavily, heavily regulated. Uh, yeah. What has been the process for you to kind of, you know, get legit for lack of a better term? Um, and what do you still have to do? Well, we had done the dabbing derby and that was a great success. And there was a lot of interest. Um, however, the, the rules and regs are a bit difficult. And so packaging was an issue. Freshness was an issue, like how they were going to sell these things. Um, cause I mean, you can't have like a cheesecake sitting in a case for three days, Dave, you know yeah. what I mean? With no refrigeration or anything or whatever, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Most of the places that I've been have some sort of refrigeration. They put uh, keep colas in there to keep them cold. Um, okay. so I definitely think there's a potential there. I think the hardest thing to do is just to get licensed. Because you have right. to you have to track your weed from the moment it gets planted in the ground to the moment it gets sold to your customer. That shit is tracked, and trying to get that license and shit. I think that, that would be a hard part. 
Um, have you uh, researched much about like how to get licensed? No, I haven't. I haven't looked yeah. much into that. I've, it's a I've process. Been the book and everything, Dave, and that kind of took a back seat. Yeah, I think um, in your officially here on the Mile High podcast, <laughs> <laughs> unveiled here, the new cookbook by David Bonacek, Cooking with Weed. That's your that's book number three. That'd be a good one. It'd be two recipes, how to make honey and how to make butter. But who the fuck cares? People will buy that shit. I'll buy that shit. Um, so I think in Colorado, though, we have this kind of weird law where, uh, yeah, David can't sell edibles because he's not licensed. But he's a caterer. So he can, if he has a pop-up event, he can cater that event, have fuckloads of weed in it. And then after that night, the pop-up is closed and there's no need for regulation. So uh, hey, there you go. I don't know if that's entirely true. And I, it is. I uh, don't do that. It's, it is entirely true. It, it is. I have heard from multiple people, like that's how they get around. Cause uh, when we were at that Denver Derby, there was that chef next to us. And that's what she told us that you have to do that. You like, we're doing a pop-up event and like, if, or you can also cater private parties that have cannabis in there. So you just have, to make sure they're not 20 or they are 21 i guess if if the feds show up at my house dave i'm coming for you you know absolutely say like you know i got ratted out by my buddy uh my name is shmavich mondrichet <laughs> anyway i know um what else what are some of the challenges that you've run into and like how did you get that blooming process perfected because that sounds like something that you probably took a while like did it take a bunch of research a lot of trial and error um, we, I, I researched the technique online and I kind of combined several different things that I had seen and that other people were doing and things like that to perfect the recipe. But honestly, Dave, me, I work with Starshine. Tell me about Starshine. Cause she is not on and we should have asked her on. Oh yeah, no, she's so cool. Um, she's my, she's my friend. I haven't really talked to her in a while because the holidays and everything kind of happened and we you know how busy we get at the holidays and it's just like you know sometimes you know things fall through the cracks but uh she, I, she's doing great and uh she she got to go to the super bowl and work what yeah That's she got to be uh this uh famous chef uh, guy fieri she got to be guy fieri's like bodyguard at the super bowl That's cool guy fieri Guy Fieri, highly uh, underappreciated. Um, that dude does a lot for the community, and everybody says he's a real nice guy. So, good for her. That's he cool. ended up there with one of my teachers from my high school. So <laughs> she sends me this random te text, and she's like, "Mr. Murphy says hello, <laughs> oh, Mr. Murphy." Like from like high school. Like how? Are you? Like she didn't even know me in high school. I didn't even meet her until like. I don't know, like five or six years ago, you know? So she's talking about my high school days. Yeah, she's crazy. <laughs> I can't believe. Oh, so anyway, they ended up down there working together because his side gig, like because he doesn't get paid enough as a teacher. We need to pay our teachers more. Why are they going mm -hmm. like being, but like, if I had the opportunity, I would probably be a bodyguard for Guy Fieri too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah. like that probably isn't like too bad of a gig to like has it have as like a side hustle but still pay our teachers damn it 
Anyway, he ended up going down with Starshine. What a small world. I hadn't heard about him since, oh, man. Well, we don't need to say how long. Uh, we don't need to say how long, but how how is student David Bonderchuk in this gentleman's class? Tell me about the David Bonderchuk that graced his classroom. Oh no, I wasn't. I wasn't a good child. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Dave, he used to be my boss. You know how I got a sassy mouth. I'll tell a bitch what's yeah. up. What? Yeah, you. <laughs> That's funny. Have I not ever told a bitch what's up? You have told many a bitch what's up. I have seen it in action. David has no filter whatsoever. It <laughs> doesn't matter what the situation is. We could be working in the middle of a lunch rush or walking downtown. I mean, that dude's mouth has no filters whatsoever. And that's what I love about him. He gives, and he has as many, he cares as many fucks as he does, like, you know, caring about, uh, like, he has filter. I mean, he has no fucks. So it is, you know, when we had our Christmas episode, he gave no fucks. He's like, I'm hungry. I haven't eaten dinner. I'm leaving 15 minutes Who's early. And- y'all? No. I'm not going to bail out on you tonight, Dave, but I hope not. Cause oh. you're, like, you're like my only guest. It'll just be me and Nicole, like talking about tool concerts and stuff. <laughs> so because uh, Kim, because you came on so late, I never really got a, a chance to ask. Like, do you ever cook with wheat? Me? You? No, the other kid. <laughs> um, I do sometimes cook with weed. So, um, I have a recipe for making infused olive oil, and so like I actually do like to do cooking on the savory side of things. Do tell, do tell about your olive oil. What is so, your process? Um similar process you got to decarboxylate it in order to activate it and then you soak the cannabis in the olive oil um so the tricky part about that is you have to have a like a press because the cannabis sucks up the oil and so you actually have to, to press the olive oil back um out of the buds so that's a process uh i don't do this process very often because it's a it's a process. Um, and so cooking with cannabis olive oil is my jam. Uh, I've done baked goods as well. Uh, very similar to David's process. What other savory things do you cook? Um, I've done things like cream sauces with us, so like, like uh, Alfredo kind of dishes. It's probably like the best way to incorporate it, I've found. Does the the weed flavor that going on in those dishes to like kind of mask some of the cannabis taste? Mm. That's what I was just gonna ask. Is like you know, do you have like a real weedy taste in your cream sauces? Uh, I don't think it has a huge weed taste, but other people might disagree. I'm not really sensitive to that weed taste, so um, yeah, that's true. That that uh, you don't have to heat. That one you just like infuse the cannabis into the olive oil so that you don't heat the olive oil so nice and do you also recommend like david was saying like get the the highest quality buds or do you do you just kind of like whatever they have on special how do you go for it? i mean if you use low quality cannabis for anything whether it be smoking or whatever else you're going to use it for you're going to have low quality product because it's 
trim and whatever. Um, so you kind of get what you pay for. Yeah, I would use personally, I would use, you know, the great greatest buds, but not everybody has access to that. And so like hypothetically, you could use trim or you could use smalls or, um, you know, whatever you have access to at the time. Uh, this is a question. Back in the day, we used to make tea out of stems when we were like in high school. We'd save up all our stems and like make tea. And then the trick with that is you have to have it be a milk-based tea because cannabis isn't water soluble. THC isn't water soluble. And you learned so much on this show. If you're going to make stem tea, make sure you steep it in milk. Uh, so this is my question. So I don't really cook with weed very much because, you know, I have a 14 year old kid. It's kind of hard to like cook a bunch of weed food when he's around. But how high does this shit get you? I saw fucking people get fucking high as hell off of David's cheesecakes. But those were also low doses. Like, tell me, how high do you get off of your honey? How high do you get off of your Alfredo sauce? Uh, Kim, tell me about how high do you get off of eating your pasta? I mean, it depends on how much cannabis you're infusing into your oil or your butter. So, like, say, a recipe a recipe is going to call for two tablespoons or two tablespoons of oil or butter regardless so if you use more cannabis in your recipe that two tablespoons is going to be stronger um so you can really control the dosage that way. i don't get super high on it because uh you know i like to be a functional member of my life so microdosing is is great because uh, otherwise i'll sleep for like three days Right. Do you uh, do you tend to lean sativa, hybrid, indica when you're doing your cooking? I don't think. I'm perfectly honest with you, Dave. It doesn't really matter with baked goods because indica is denaturized or whatever. It's it, it's no longer having you no longer have the sleepy effect because mm. you've bloomed the buds, so it doesn't matter. Am I making sense, Kim, to jump in? You are. So like what what I feel makes up the indica versus sativa is like a lot to do with the terpene profile. And so when you're decarboxylating it in the oven, you're actually getting rid of a lot of those terpenes, um, which is additionally why when you, uh, you know, bake it a long time, uh, you don't end up with a lot of those flavors. And then when you clarify it with the butter, you get rid of a lot of like things like that are water soluble that you that you don't want in your butter. So. Thank God Kim is here to understand what I'm saying to it describe yeah. it in a different way. Absolutely. You got it though. You got it. I can't wait to taste your treats. I think it would be an interesting idea for you to. So one of the one of the challenges with getting baked goods like what you're making like say a cheesecake into a legal market is that it's perishable um so like you're so and packaging it has to be like childproof packaging there's like certain laws on the packaging so that as well buying something to put that in like i don't know would someone buy a ten dollar cheesecake or you know cheesecakes are worth every penny bro no, but I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't know what they would have to sell them for a markup. And it's, you know, it's all, it's, it's all a deal. Like, you know, yeah, I've got this, this, you know, line and I've got this, you know, great idea and such. And, but you can't get in any place. It's like, you know, they eat up the profits and you just, you know, you know what I'm saying? 
Sure. I get totally get what you're saying. It is corporate cannabis. There you go. Yeah. So that's where we are. <laughs> Fucking fight the power, man. God, Dave, you get me high as fuck. Okay. I, Next you question. Were, um, Kim, do you have any questions for Chef David? Um, other than the che- cheesecake, what what kind of desserts you got on the menu? How do I get these desserts? <laughs> there, like a package of them and have them delivered to my house. I'll bring, I'll bring you some. I'll bring you some. They don't have yeah. to be used. They could just be regular treats. I have such a sweet tooth. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see what happens. Oh, yeah. So I think maybe we came up with a, a different uh, business model for you, David. You can uh, ship your wares to and fro. I have... <laughs> I don't know how, how there's licensing and everything involved Bro. with that too. Dude, the, the people fucking ship cocaine and stuff through Amazon <laughs> and FedEx and stuff. You can fucking ship your shit to me, FedEx. If no, <laughs> I cannot. I am Chef David. I Chef am honest and I do not do bad things. Chef Schmavid, though, on the other hand, he's fucking he's all about the shipping the weed. Uh, I definitely, if you ever get a chance to have any of David's stuff, like if you have a, a catering event, you gotta get scratch to cater your event. It's fucking amazing and shit. And if you're what nice is your enough, favorite dish of yours? Cannabis or not? What? Cannabis or not? Or like catering um, or what? You pick. Like my favorite thing to cook, like if I'm cooking for myself? Yeah. Oh my God, I'm a fat kid. Fried chicken macaroni and cheese yeah Yeah. german chocolate cake i mean like all the bad stuff like all the bad stuff (laughs) and then of your cannabis uh infused bites what what's your favorite flavor well i was gonna say the only like like savory thing i do is i do love when I make the um, oil like you do, only I do mine in a crock, just like I do the honey and I just let it soak all night. Oh yeah. And the, you don't have to wring the buds or press That's them. That's really hard. so smart. So you just let it slowly infuse. But anyhow, I love to get like that um, extra virgin olive oil that's like green. It's like the Greek, the cold pressed anyway. So you just get that and infuse that oil and then put it over crostini with goat cheese Mm. and a little bit of green olives, like Spanish olive, and just drizzle that. It is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. (laughs) Right? So, yeah. (laughs) So let's kind of go into, like, how do we get hold of your delicious food and by the way your fried chicken is fucking amazing there's no better fried chicken in this world than david's fried chicken i love fried chicken <laughs> you gotta put some honey infused yeah. cannabis <gasps> holy shit you gotta put your fucking infused honey all over that chicken bro chicken and honey oh, is fucking is amazing good idea oh i'm do, totally uh, gonna syrup. do that if someone asks me if i want to cater a cannabis party yeah or syrup like you can do fucking chicken and waffles and infuse into yes. the maple syrup. Right. It's a good idea. You guys are going to be business partners in no time. 
We, we already I'll, I'll, David can invest all the money and get all the equipment and cook all the food, and I'll just be oh. here giving suggestions. That'll be my my part of the business venture. <laughs> I, I think it works. It's a good partnership. Um, how do we get in touch with uh, you, Mr. David? How do we uh, invite you to come and cater our events? Uh, well, I'm Chef David. I own Scratch Catering Services. Just visit um, scratchcateringservices.com. Uh, send us an email. Give us a call. And um, we're there. That's me. That's you. And you're also on TV. Where do we find you on TV? Um, Besides every fucking Christmas between uh, November like 30th and January 1st, we see your face all over the place on Food Network. Uh, where else can we see you on TV? Uh, locally, I fill in with Kathy every once in a while on her show. Um, you can uh, catch her. It's the Kathy J show um, every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. And I believe they re-air again at 3, but uh, she's live every day at 9 a.m. And every once in a while, you'll catch me on there with her, but uh, her show is phenomenal. She has some really great guests every day. What, what um, channel is she on? You didn't say what channel she's on. The Local 3. Local 3. Yeah. I apologize. It's owned by Channel 7. Huh. I did not know that. Um, do you have anything else you're hawking there, Mr. David? No, just thank you so much for allowing me the uh, time to come on tonight and hang with y'all. And uh, this has been another great evening. I've had fun. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, Mr. David. Uh, Kim, what do you got going on? Anything you want to sell? Anything you want to hawk? No, I just want everybody to have an awesome week and smile and, you know, take a deep breath when you're feeling stressed out this week and just let it go because we're all in this together. Oh, okay. That's very nice. Um, I want to round up here. We uh, we are in season four of the Mile High Podcast. Um, I'm very excited. Yeah, yeah, I know. I appreciate it. We're in, we're over like 60 episodes in, we're in a, a season four. Um, James is going to be back here in a, a few weeks and we're excited for his return um, in two weeks from tonight. So we're, we've started doing every other week because um, life is just that way at this point. Um, but we have an awesome episode coming up. We're talking about um, how comic book movies have changed the world, how, how they have changed pop culture. So we have uh, some awesome guests coming on talking about comic book movies, uh, and that's going to coincide with the the release of The Batman, which is getting amazing reviews. I cannot wait to see that. Um, also, we have some amazing shows on Chuck Pacific. Uh, we have uh, the Santori Project, Santori What Now. Uh, he's on every Wednesdays. Um, I am really trying hard to get a new uh, watch-along podcast going where we uh, – you know, we take some favorite episodes of TV or favorite movies or whatnot and watch them and talk shit about them while uh, while we're on Zoom. But uh, nice. oddly enough, YouTube frowns upon that kind of stuff. So I got to figure out how to, like, get around all the copyright things because they will flat out fucking stop your video. Like, and as soon as they hear, like, a part of the theme song, they will lock that shit down because you don't have the right. So we got to kind of figure out a way around that. Um, we have some awesome new podcasts. Uh, we have High Tea with... Philip and Felicia, there. Uh, it's a great show. If you have not listened to it, I highly recommend checking that out. Um, and we have some new shows. Nicole Gorey, uh, unfortunately, she wasn't able to come on, but she's going to start having a show with us. Um, we're excited about that. 
so we have some great stuff coming up on Chucky Pacific. Um, definitely my high podcast season four is going to be fantastic and we can't wait for James to get back. And, uh, but I want to say like, thank you so much, Kim, for like filling in and being a guest host. Like we love having you on. You're so knowledgeable and fun to have, and you're such a nice person. So we love having you on. Yeah. I love coming on. And I got to see David again. So that's super exciting. And I might get snacks. Snacks? Okay, you said snacks. Okay. I might so get say, snacks. Like, honey, yeah. honey, you, the other thing I heard, you're not getting anything of that from Chevy. No, no, no. Snacks. 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 Yes. Snacks. Treats. Snacks. Yes. Um, <laughs> we want to thank everybody for watching and commenting. Um, uh, you know, thanks to my mom. She's the like, number one commenter. She loves Chef David. And uh, so she wants to tell you that she loves you. And uh, that's about it, guys. Thank you guys so much for watching. Have a good night. I'll see you in two weeks. Uh, and once again, make sure you check out Santori One Now. They're coming up next week. So take care, guys. Have a good night. And be good to each other. Thank you. This has been a Truckee Pacific production. For sponsorship inquiries and comments, go to the Mile High Podcast at gmail.com.